Joel Embiid and see how far can he take a Philly team with a disgruntled star. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, Mr. Jones. Yeah, you know, you know, you just said something which I think is funny. Um, you know, about the Nuggets being the uh reigning champions of the uh NBA and they they're still not really getting the respect from the uh sports media that if it was the Lakers, uh Golden State uh New York Knicks. I know that's a stretch, but I'm just looking at big cities. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Will, William William's response is definitely uh, very much heard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm. You know what I mean. Like you know they, if if the if the LeBron James Lakers. And won the championship. They would have spent the whole offseason talking about the Lakers. You know they would have. They would be eighty-two and zero. They would be eighty-two and zero. Nobody. They would never lose the game again. Yeah. And this offseason, the the NBA news has been fairly quiet, and no mention of the Nuggets at all. They're still talking about the Lakers. Nope. They're still talking about, you know, uh, Golden State. They're still talking about. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers uh, now because of the trade with uh, Damian Lillard going to the Bucks, you know that's you know that's been some talk listen I, I think the whole thing about if, if the Lillard trade would have happened a little bit faster then I, I think we would have gotten a pretty good balance in uh, you know, after he demanded a trade, then you got the draft, you got the Wimby talk, and then it kind of dies down, and then he gets traded. Like, it took three, it took almost four months for Lillard to get traded after yeah. he requested a trade. It was, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah, some was thinking that maybe maybe it wasn't going to happen. Uh, you know, reports were they, 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 uh, you know, pick the trade up off the table. Didn't like didn't like any of the you know offers that they were getting. Um, I still think they didn't get enough back. Um, but I still think the Milwaukee Bucks lost more than they got back too. So, I mean, and and we'll we'll dissect that part, no doubt about it. But to to get into the Nuggets. They didn't do anything this offseason nope, for nope. some reason that I can't even explain it to you. They re-signed Reggie Jackson, who didn't play. Reggie played Jackson. garbage time. That's Reggie. about it. Wait, hold on, Wait, hold, on, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. They, the guard? They still, I believe they still have DeAndre Jordan on that roster. Yeah, he's still on the I roster. No he's idea still, he's even in the league. I he's, saw him last night. Yeah, I saw him last night sitting on the bench. So, yeah, he's still on the roster. Locker room oh, presence. Get that Get that $1.2 million for locker room presence, I guess. Like, I, I don't know what else he's really good hey, for. He, you, you, 
you know what though? He got his championship, man. He's... Listen, this this man get yeah. paid one point two one point two million dollars to sit on a bench and and to work out. Yeah, Shoot, I mean me it's up. great. It's great for him. It's great for him. I mean, he to to give him credit, there was a couple of small slivers of time in the finals <laughs> that Jokic needed a rest or. He was in foul trouble, and DeAndre Jordan did come in and provide a great uh, energy and spark off the bench. But the guy never played. He should be he should be sprinting up and down the floor. <laughs> he doesn't do anything else, right? So, uh, to me, I think you can turn those two guys into at least a quality backup somewhere. And obviously, Bruce Brown went to Indiana. And I think they're counting on Christian Braun to be able to soak up a lot of those Bruce Brown minutes. And I, I think he's capable of it, but I don't think yet. And I feel like obviously the Nuggets are going to miss Bruce Brown a lot, a huge amount, but if they're going to count on Christian Braun to give them that, those minutes and what Bruce Brown did last season, I think they're going to be a little sadly mistaken. So yes, the Nuggets, are they the favorite to win the West? Probably. I don't think it was as clear as we saw it during the season last year, because I think the Lakers are a little bit better Golden State, even though they got Chris Paul, don't tell me they're better. I'm sorry they're not. And Phoenix, I don't think they're better. I, I, I don't think they're better. And so I still would put the Nuggets ahead of everybody just because Jokic is that much better than everybody in the league. But they're a little bit more fragile, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that point there. Um, that they are a little bit more fragile. They they lost they lost some guys that uh that that was a you know important part, uh key guys. They they didn't have huge huge roles, but they were really good in in the roles they had. That. Uh, you know, help the team, especially at times when they were you know, maybe going through, you know, some injuries and stuff like that. Uh, you know, holding it, holding the lineup together, and until they got healthy. So, I think a lot of times, man, you know, when teams win championships, they kind of those type of guys, those locker room guys, those the ones that's not you know, big time, and they don't get a lot of, you know, media pull or attention from the press, and uh, they're not flashy, and a lot of times when you win championships or, you you, you know, you're in a situation where you have to offload somebody because of cap situations, those players always get forgotten about, and then you, know, you realize once they're gone how important they was actually to – you know the foundation that you had in place because uh what you what you lost by not having them you can't duplicate it with anybody else 
I mean, I understand about Denver. Bruce Brown got a lot of money. I mean, he got like two years, 43, 44. He got a lot of money. And I know that Denver couldn't afford him because Jamal Murray's contract is big. Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr.'s contract is big. And, of course, Nikola Jokic's contract is it's a behemoth. It's huge. So I, I get how Denver couldn't afford to keep him in a sense. I, I do think they could have talked a better veteran into playing for them compared to a Reggie Jackson and, of course, a DeAndre Jordan. So I do think they missed there. Jeff Green, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. He was absolutely incredible in – in the Western Conference Finals and in the Finals uh, for how long he's been in the league. It, it, it was purely incredible how good he was at his age and how inconsistent he can be. You can't obviously rely on that. And then you got Christian Braun, second, third-year player in the league. Uh, you know, it's third-year player in the league. So I would be a little bit weary of Denver, but, I mean, their top four is just as good as anybody else, especially – they're just as good as, of course, the best team in the East, which I believe is the Boston Celtics. And we'll get to that Drew Holiday trade. And, you know, what we'll, we'll talk about everything that Portland got and what they're going to, of course, look like. Because on this show, as you know, Derek, we love to talk about teams that are rebuilding. Obviously, it's fun to see where they're currently at in the teardown process and where they're going to be at building themselves back up. The Magic are a great example of how much time that we do speak about the Magic on this show as well. So the Portland part is always, uh, you know, it's always a fun discussion to have that too. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's always nice, you know, fun to talk about the the process. You know, we we say we say the process uh, because that's something that the uh, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, not the Eagles, I mean the uh, 76ers, you know, that was that was their saying with the process with uh, Joel Embiid and, you know, trying to just develop in that team. Obviously, it didn't work. They didn't win anything. Uh, Doc Rivers, uh, you know, had didn't deliver anything. Uh, James Harden trade didn't work. So, but uh, the process of developing a roster is is just that. And for years, man, we've sat here, we talked about teams like the Magic. We talked about teams like the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder that went through yeah. a rebuilding phase after, you know, uh, Westbrook and Durant left. Uh, even, Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. Uh, Steven Adams, you know, big pieces of of the puzzle over there. And they went through their their development phase. Uh, the Magic has been a little bit longer, a little bit longer since uh, Dwight Howard left, pretty much. Um, they've been trying it to – It is on the up, though, for Orlando. Yes, it is they on the up. They still are on the up. It is not to be uh, – mistaken there i do i do believe they are slowly getting better they absolutely are so 
question is, is the process finished once you get to the postseason? Is that like the I think the barometer once once you've made it into the postseason, then your expectations from that point forward is, you know, postseason. I think so, because you're going after players differently. You're drafting in different spots. You're maybe going to go out and buy a player. To tra- like you're the one buying in the trade compared to the one selling. So I, I do like you're not you're not offloading contracts. Um, you're you're actually maybe starting to build your cap into this is what we want our team to look like once you have kind of made that leap out of you know being really bad to uncertainty to we're really on the rise we're almost there to now we're a playoff team every year and I do think there's these phases that these rosters go through and these teams of what phases they are in the league I I am a firm believer that that is a real thing in the NBA okay yeah because that that, that'll be probably what um what I would think you know once you once you've made it into the postseason, uh, the the job is done as far as we are rebuilding. Because now you you have a chance, even though you may have a long shot, uh, you're in the postseason, and now you're competing for the championship. Yeah, because you can even take it a step further of saying you make the postseason as a young squad – and then it takes you a couple of years to be an actual championship team for after, even after that. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you could be looking at the process of, let's say you have, you know, like, like Portland, Portland's the, obviously the newest example, right? So they had a superstar in Damian Lillard. They just, they, they, they finally traded them. My gosh, it took a long time. They finally traded them. Now you finally get to see what the start of their rebuild process is. And since we're obviously talking about it, we're all welcome to cannonball into the pool and talk about this. So you got, you got Scoot Henderson, 19 year old point guard. The he's a, he's obviously the mixture of Westbrook Rose, John wall, De'Aaron Fox, all into one player, obviously his version of those guys, but a lot of similar characteristics. He's going to have high turnovers. He's not known as a shooter. So it's, that's obviously going to take years for him to develop, to be a star player. Shane Sharp has a lot of potential, I feel, to be like a better Michael Porter or like right around the Michael Porter Jr., I think, level. I, I don't know if he's going to be an all-star type talent, yeah, he could jump, like you know, he could jump at, at an elite level. Uh, I don't know about the shooting side yet if he's fully if he's there, but he's obviously really young. Uh, of course, they got back DeAndre Ayton, which if the Blazers are going to be really bad for a couple of years, but he overperforms for that time, then he's a great candidate to sell off and keep the rebuild going, I would say, I don't know if he's like, 
oh, man, we're almost there. We just need DeAndre Aiden to get 25 points a game. Then we're a playoff team. Uh, I, I think you're freaking delusional if you're a Portland fan, if you actually believe that. Uh, because, A, DeAndre Aiden's not going to average 25 points a game. Everybody on this show knows that. William probably doesn't watch the NBA as much, and he probably even knows that. So I'll tell you, DeAndre Aiden's not coming. That, that all-star DeAndre Aiden's not coming to that door. But are we going to see a more aggressive DeAndre Ayton? Yes. And he's going to put up better numbers. And I think he's going to be a little bit more assertive. You need to see him be more of an alpha personality in order to see how fast can you go on a rebuild? Is it a three-year rebuild or is it two years or is it going to be five? And Portland, I feel... A, they'll trade Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, that, that's a foregone conclusion. Probably by the deadline, they will trade him to a contender. But they got, they got a lot to sort out. Uh, but they, they're going to have time. I mean, we've seen it since Chauncey Billups has been hired. Have you been impressed, Derek? Uh, actually, I haven't had a chance to uh, catch anything yet. Uh, I did watch a little bit of what game was that that was run on last night? Uh, it was on the NBA TV, I think. It was a game. I can't even remember who it was because I wasn't even expecting the game to be on. I was just, <laughs> I was just flicking through the channels. I those, I fell asleep pretty, uh, pretty quick last night. So, uh. <laughs> I can't remember exactly well, uh, who was playing, but uh, how how has he been playing? Ashley, Ashley, hold on. Hey, listen, listen, boss hog. We didn't. I didn't ask for that, but uh, uh, <laughs> but the the answer the answer, Derek, in your response is no. You haven't really been impressed by Chauncey Billups. That would be that would be the answer if you didn't uh, the crystal ball answer I was looking for there. Okay. But, no, so, I haven't been so impressed. To me, <laughs> so, so to me, it's just Portland's going to have a long rebuild process. I don't think it's going to be accelerated. Uh, they have a start, and they actually have a pretty good start. And two weeks ago, I, I apologize to the viewers, two weeks ago I was saying that the pick swaps they got from Milwaukee wasn't very impressive, but actually it's 2028 20, and 2030. 20, so correct stat correction, yes. Those are really good pick swaps because as much of a Greek freak as Giannis Adetokounmpo is, is he really going to be that great in five to seven years? It's debatable in five, seven, probably not. So I would say to be fair, Milwaukee probably won't be very good by 2030 and Portland could probably take a pretty good advantage out of that. But all all fifth grade games aside to make fun of in that joke, we're not going to go there. <laughs> but I, I, I would just say Portland, I think, has a long way to go. Uh, I'll, I, I'll, be, I'll be stunned if they win 30 games this year. be very stunned by that. Uh, I do think they'll be they want, they'll want to be racing to the bottom. Uh, get Scoot Henderson all the minutes, get Shane Sharp all the minutes. 
make Anthony Simons look like he's a ball hog dude that gets over 20 points a game. And hopefully DeAndre Ayton is a really assertive, aggressive uh, player like he was not at all in Phoenix. So um, I think Orlando is starting to become that team on the rise and Portland just started their rebuild. I, I'm going to err on the side that it's going to take five years. Now, Derek, 2019, summer of 2019, was the, was the Paul George trade. Yeah. OKC, of course, started completely over by that time. Um, and now, 2023 into the 2024 season, uh, which we're going to be starting here a little over a week. I'm going to say it first. No one has said it in the media yet. I'm going to be the first one to say it. OKC Thunder will win 50 games this year. They're going to be really good. I think the media will say, oh, yeah, they might make the playoffs. They might be above 500. I think they're a 50-win team, and I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a top-five player in the league. You know, um, I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to question that because they were really good last season. And I mean, how many games did they win last season? They were just under five hundred. Just, un- just under five hundred. And then they made it. They made it to the last game of the playing tournament. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got their butts kicked by, of course, a really bad matchup with Gobert and Towns for oh, a yeah. team that was starting like a six nine center. It was really bad for them. Like it was not a matchup worth uh, wait you know, doing, but. We saw it in that New Orleans game. This young team can win pressure, nail-biter situations. They beat the Pelicans in that first and that other playing game to, to get to Minnesota. So, to me, this OKC Thunder team, you know, we talk about how long it takes. They're on year four. You got your taste. You got the play-in tournament, and this is why the play-in tournament is so great, I think, for a lot of teams. And for OKC, this is fantastic for them. They got to the play-in tournament. They, they, they did have some pressure uh, moments and situations that, you know, they, were, they did well in one. They didn't do so well in the other. But I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is a top-five player in the NBA right now. I think that Jalen Williams – is way better and way more developed than anybody would have ever imagined. And Josh Giddy will be the, will be a catalyst to make this team good. I, I know I, w- I could have been wrong two years ago about Chet Holmgren, but he's looking really good. Derek Jones, he is looking really good. And I, I, he is that key factor. He really is. And, this team has nothing to lose, and I really think they're going to do so well this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, who is, go ahead, Boss Hawk. Go ahead. Who, yeah. Um, I don't often get on here and talk to the NBA, so I just want to pick, okay. pick at Nicky Buckets for a little bit. Uh, 
who is your early season favorite to win it all? got to be Boston or Denver. I think Milwaukee is the second best team in the East, and I think that Boston is the best team in the East. Their top players got, you know, shook up pretty good, of course, with their trades in the offseason. You know, Marcus Smart is gone. Uh, obviously, they they got rid of Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams to Portland. But they did get Kristaps Porzingis and Drew Holiday. They they kept Derek White for a reason because he um, matched he meshed really well I think in Boston uh, compared to Marcus Smart who was going out of favor. I think at this moment Boston's top five players are pound for pound the best in the league. You know what I I totally forgot that Boston made those moves you just mentioned. Um, and, and it makes sense now why they, they made the trade for Drew Holiday because they needed they needed a defensive guard that could replace uh, Marcus Smart. And, 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 and think of it. I mean, he's, he's, he's a way better player than Marcus Smart. He's, yeah. He's good oh, yeah. and reckless and yeah. diving on the floor and doing all kinds of antics. I think he's a better deep. I mean, just, for for holidays is better. Yeah, for smart. He was a good defender, but Drew Holiday is definitely a better, better defender. And uh, offensively, he's he's not even close. It's not even close offensively. Uh, I mean, Holiday can also handle the ball pretty well. Where Marcus Smart. You know, he doesn't do that. That's hey, not what he's asked well, to do. And, and you know what else? And I think Boston needed – they needed a, a Holiday because I think Holiday would keep the offense, the, you know, the way it's supposed to be and avoid a lot of the – hopefully with the ball in his hands, uh, you know, Brown and Tatum – won't try to play so much isolation basketball. Yes, yeah, so much one-on-one ball, yeah. I, I, I agree with that statement. I think that's a very good point that you made there about that. But to answer your question, Sean Naylor, I do think it's, I think it's Boston. I think Denver is still the best team in the West, but I did say a little bit earlier in the segment that I do think they're a little bit more fragile. They didn't get better, and they lost Bruce Brown. So that part... Um, I would be a little bit worried, but as much as the media will say, oh, Chris Paul's on Golden State, yeah, that doesn't matter. Sorry, it doesn't. They'll say, well, the Lakers got better because they they did good signings in free agency. I'm sorry, Torian Prince is not a good signing in free agency. Uh, you know, that there's a couple of guys that, you know, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. To me, the Lakers, their biggest key and this is going to be another hot take to say, it's Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is like one of their is, is almost as valuable as LeBron James on that roster. Hmm. You know what, bruh? I'm not. I'm not even going to disagree with you. Uh, I said we said it last season. Uh, during that run they went on, when LeBron James was out. Uh, Austin Reeves was making it happen. He and saved their season. Yeah, he saved, he saved their season. Oh, 
And then when LeBron James came back, he tried to do the, the LeBron James thing of, of oh, and it just didn't work. <clears throat> but every time they ran the offense through Austin Reeves, they looked 10 times better. So I, the reason why Team USA was even in most of their games in the World Cup is because of Austin Reeves. It, 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 it's so apparent that LeBron can't play a full season, of course, and we all know that Anthony Davis can't. Yeah. And don't get Williams started on Anthony Davis. But what I'll say is I think Austin Reeves is, is just as important as the LeBron and AD uh, combination is. Uh, they were right to obviously re-sign him and not to let him go in free agency. They would have been completely crazy to do that. Uh, I mean, this guy's not Alex Caruso. He's just, he's not. I mean, I know Lakers fans were kind of sour when he left, but Austin Reeves was one of the few reasons why the Lakers have actually a chance still this season. But Sean Naylor, you were saying something when I was talking about, you know, the Golden State Warriors and why about the Nuggets. Oh, I was just, so, Denver, so you're saying Denver will not win the West going away? Not going away. I still think they're the best team in the West, but that Bruce Brown departure and I explained they couldn't afford to keep him unless he took a pretty significant discount. Obviously, by what he signed in Indiana, he did not take a discount. So I just no. think they're a little bit more fragile. Um, they're going to rely on Christian Braun to, to play a lot of minutes. And I'm not fully convinced he is ready to take on that big of a role that I think that Denver needs him to do. So is Denver the best team in the West? Yes, they're better than Phoenix. Yes, they're better than the Lakers. And yes, they're better than the Warriors. Those are the top four teams in the West. And if someone tells me that Minnesota should be in that discussion, I will almost hang up the phone. But I'll tell you that Denver is the best team. I just think they're losing Bruce Brown was a really big deal. Do you think the four games between the Lakers and Nuggets are going to be worth watching. I mean, they are regular season games. Some of them are going to be a lot more entertaining than others. Uh, it's a long season. Uh, I would say. I mean, I'll I'll call it. I only ask that will because be interesting to see. I asked that because the two te- because of what Anthony Davis said about the Nuggets and how they got lucky in the playoffs against the Lakers and um, how he feels that they're the better team than the Nuggets. So I I only say that because of that little jar that little trash talking that he has done before the season's even started. Um, will it make those four games interesting? It should make them interesting, yes. But, I mean, the Nuggets can just steamroll people pretty pretty fast and nobody can deal with it. And I, I think how Anthony Davis plays 
doesn't necessarily like if you're getting like I, I saw some regular season games when the the Suns were blowing the Lakers out really bad, but Anthony Davis would put up good numbers. Like then then is he going to go in the post game and say, well, we're still a better team than them? <laughs> That's clearly not true. Uh, he the the thing that the Nuggets the re the biggest reason why they are the best team in the league. You know, the best team going in, of course, they won the finals, but it, it, it's Jokic, right? Like, everything is Jokic because, A, he can handle the ball. B, he can shoot like a, probably a small forward can. C, he does okay enough on defense. He doesn't have to be great. Like We, we say that when you know star players don't always have to be great on defense in order to be a star player. Uh, they can be good enough, and they can be passable. Um but the passing, where he puts the ball for his players, how wide open a good shooter like a Michael Porter Jr. can be, it's laughable at that point. Like, it's – they can just dissect a team in a half, and it's just – it's brutal for that other roster because they can't do anything about Jokic. If they double-team him, he's going to pass to the wide-open guy every time. If there's a single guy on him, he's going to go dribble, dribble, spin moves, and then and then hit the and then hit the shot right over the guy. It, it, you can't guard him. You can't do much about him, and it's 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 almost too easy. So, and that's not even talking about Jamal Murray, but I I think that everything of why the Nuggets are so good, it, it, it's Jokic. Everything is about him. I don't. I I can't disagree with that. I mean, the guy is. I mean, the guy is The guy should have won the MVP last year. I'm. I will fight that to the to the end. There's no no reason why he should not have won the MVP again last year. He should have been a repeat. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And I would. I honestly think if. I was him. I think he got more of what he wanted by winning a title than winning an MVP. So I'm I looking. Mean, and, and the, go ahead. And I'm not. You know me in the NBA. I don't. I don't get into it that much until playoffs time, and then I don't. I mean, and then I really don't. I'll watch the Nuggets, but I won't really get too in depth into it. It's just. The NBA to me is doesn't they don't play basketball in my opinion. And I would much rather watch the college game or the high school game. But I mean, you know, it's when when there's nothing on TV, it's a good filler. The the, the, the one of the biggest personality intangibles that you have for Jokic that is one of the best things going for an organization is. He wants his teammates to be better. He wants his teammates to win. He wants his teammates more involved. And it shows. Like, he didn't even really like to talk to the media so much after he won the title because he's just an unselfish dude. Correct. He doesn't like the spotlight. He's he's very unselfish, like you said. And, And I'm honestly surprised, you know, that 
he signed as big of a contract as he did, I thought, you know, he would take, like, the quote-unquote hometown discount type thing and and play play for less money so that we could get other people in the organization and, and, and stay, you know. I mean, they got Jamal, like you said. They got Michael Porter Jr. They got him. They got Aaron Gordon. I mean, they still have – the core guys are there. Bruce Brown was a tough loss. I I agree. Um, uh, but um, you know, I think I I don't disagree with anything that you've said tonight. I really think that they will win the West again and, and be in the NBA Finals. Um, I like Boston um, in that uh, out of the East. Um, I, also I mean, like, Boston I does have that okay. extra. Boston does have that extra guy. His name is Derek White, because they got, of course, Tatum. They got Brown. They got Porzingis, and of course now they got Drew Holiday. So like, they have that fifth guy. His name is Derek White. Where I don't see Denver having that fifth guy going into the season. Could they do some things at the deadline? Yeah, of course they could. But I. That's where I think Boston has a small edge in a if it were to be a finals matchup. But you know, it, it, it goes where in the East. You know, it you know, it, it goes Boston, it goes Milwaukee, it goes Miami, and then it's and yes, Philly could be four, sure, whatever. But after that it's a wasteland. It's a barren, barren wasteland. You know, Brooklyn is all right, like they're okay. Uh the Knicks are I don't. I don't even want to talk about them. They're the Knicks. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> I was the, just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you where did the Knicks finish in the East? I, I mean, they're they could be a first round and out again. I mean, they, I, my gripe with the I mean, Knicks, they, of course. Are they out of the? Are they a top? Are they a top seven team? So they're not in the playoff tur- or playing tournament. Uh, yeah, they are because they're going up against you know teams like Atlanta and Brooklyn and you know Charlotte's still not going to be good this year even though my boy Lamelo Ball is just going to have a great season this year he's going to be an All Star I really think he's going to be an All Star again but you know where, Toronto where is Lamelo in MVP talks uh, I mean if you bet on him it's going to be a couple hundred to one I mean he's not. He's not going to be considered I mean, an MVP talks, but I do think he's going to put up really good numbers, even though he has, you know, psychopath uh, Miles Bridges on his uh, back on his roster this year, with being suspended last year. So, I mean, they'll obviously be a little bit better. They're they're still going to, you know, be they're going to be pretty good on offense, but th- their drafting is just absolutely horrendous. I mean, Brandon Miller is is just I. I, I I, I don't see I, – I don't get it. Like, yeah, Scoot Henderson's a point guard and LaMelo Ball's a point guard. So what? The, Scoot Henderson outside of Victor Wibanyama was the best prospect in the draft. Like, it wasn't even the close. But yet you draft a fit guy when you're not even a playoff team. It, it, it's it's absolutely unreal what Charlotte – it's like Michael Jordan's still on the golf course, but he's not even owning the team anymore. It, it's unreal. I I, I can't. It's so hard to to see this, but um, so yeah, 
are the are the Villanova Knicks gonna be in the top seven in the East? Yeah, they this will. man said the Villanova they, Knicks. He said the Villanova <laughs> Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you. Yeah, they're going to be in the top seven. They have have a psychotic coach. They have a good point guard. They have a good enough shooting guard, you know, like Small Ford and Josh Hart. Julius Randle, you know, will will bludgeon his way to 20-plus points a game every night. Like, he'll just throw up a bunch of bricks and still do okay. I – you know, Mitchell Robinson, they they never use him right. Uh, They never unleash – how much of a dominant player on the interior I think he could be, especially on the defensive end. And for a defensive coach, like it's 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 so maddening to see. It, it it's like Mitchell Robinson can be the Yokim Noah you that you could have ever wanted. It's it's ridiculous that he doesn't play him enough. He 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 only screen and rolls them when he should be a lot, he should be like a really good DeAndre Jordan when DeAndre Jordan was actually, of course, good. Uh, that And he's a much better shot blocker than Jordan ever was. And, and you know, Ramrod is supposed to be your, your defensive-minded dude. And he has that player in Mitchell Robinson. And it, it just wastes him. It's crazy to me to see it. <laughs> Yeah, I love just life. How you call Thibodeau the Ramrod? He loves he loves him some Ramrod. Oh, he loves <laughs> him some Ramrod. I love it. Like, obviously, you know why I say it. It's yeah, yeah, style, I know. But it, it, <laughs> but it, but to me, yeah, great. The Knicks are maybe as good as Cleveland. Terrific, fine. But it, it's yeah. It, Outside of those top three teams, because we're assuming that James Harden will eventually force his way out of Philly. Like, it's going to happen. I mean, he was he was at a sponsored event calling his GM a liar. He's going to be traded. It's, it's already going to happen. Is it going to take until the deadline? I mean, wow, that would be pretty bad for Philly to do that. They need to trade him before the season, but, you know, time's How many, running out. Does he play any games? Does he play any games in Philly, or does he sit out until they tra- till he's traded? I don't think he's going to pull Ben Simmons. I don't think he's going to pull Mr. Number One Anthony Bennett All Star for two years in a row, Ben Simmons. I, I don't think he's going to do that. But uh, I don't think he's going to be happy. But if I were a point guard, I'd be happy lobbing it to freaking Joel and B. Like, like, I don't get it. But you know, it, it, apparently, if your GM's a liar, then you're going to just out and force your way out. Well, I mean, he's done that in three other teams, so yeah, or at least this two. Is, this is gonna be this, this is gonna be the third one when it obviously happens. This is gonna be the third team, right? Yeah, and so. and uh, and at the end of the day, like, there's not a lot of teams in this merry-go-round carousel that's left that could take him on. Uh, even though, yeah, he's, he's an expiring, but if there's reports out there that he wanted to be a scoring champion again, and Houston was like, nah, we're not about that. And he, he and there's so many rumors of him going to Houston. I, I There's just not a lot of teams with a, with a lot of cap space that actually want him. So it's, 
you know, a team is going to have to give up a real asset to get him, which for the short term, I understand you do it, but for the long term, it's going to hurt you a lot. And a team like the Clippers outside of their Paul George, Kawhi, Westbrook, I mean, they got, they got guys, but obviously OKC owns everything about their future and their only real young asset they have is Terrence Mann. Yeah, it, it, I just don't see how the Clippers get it done. No, I don't either. So, so let me ask you this um, question. Let me ask you this question. Uh, yeah. Um, Zion Wilson, how many games does he play this year? You're, 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 a pessimist. you're, you're the definition of a pessimist. Jesus. Ooh, 10. <laughs> 10? You got to give more than 10. How many games he played last season? You look that word, you look that word up in the dictionary and Sean Naylor's face pops yeah. up. My yeah. gosh. Hey, Sean Naylor face popped up with that, that purple goatee he had. That, uh <laughs> Thirty-five. I mean, come on. I mean, the guy couldn't have ate that many Popeyes in the, in the offseason to to play ten games. Well, I mean, they they said he 35. looked good. I mean, they said he looked good. He's in good shape. Uh, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, is it the grind? Is it the grind of uh, you know, being a professional athlete that? Cause him to have all these injuries because he was he was bigger as a teenager in high school. He played the full season at Duke, you know, before going going into the NBA. And then once he got into the NBA, he just been year after year, you know, battling injuries. But he missed a couple games at Duke. He didn't play the whole season. Well, yeah, I mean, he missed a couple, but uh, I mean, remember, remember when he, remember when he blew through his sneaker in North Carolina? Yeah, pulled his ankle. Yep, but it was at Duke. Yeah, no, it was at Duke. Uh, was that? Well, I, it was at Duke, but it was first North Carolina. Yeah, he did the yeah. pie. He did the uh, uh, Hulk. Blew out his shoe. Blew out the side of his shoe. I yeah. I do think that part of that grind as a star NBA player that you need to be, uh, I I do think that he probably has that mindset of I don't need to do all that I'm too good and he, I'm too gifted at what I do and maybe he has that mindset um, and if he does then you know you're not saying a word about that to the media because all oh, of a sudden no. his trade value is in the tank. But to to me, you got to see another full season out of him, or at least enough of a full season. And for New Orleans, I mean, yeah, they're forced to give him that long term contract after his rookie contract. But man, I if if he doesn't work out, that franchise is set back six years plus. It, it, it's that bad. So they have to they have to do everything they can to make this work. Um, 
I, I, I think they do. I mean, yeah, they got good, they got decent trade chips out of Milwaukee for in the Drew Holiday deal. Uh, they do have some extra picks in the other spots, but I, I, they got to get this thing right. If, if they, if they can't get Zion right, it, it, it's going to really, really set them back. I mean, almost to the Stone Age of the NBA, it's going to be really bad for them. Uh, so. I, I think at least 35 he'll play. Could he play a little bit more? Yeah. And I'll be surprised if he plays more than 50, 55 games. I'll be very surprised if he plays 55. Um, so I I wouldn't say it's a make or break year because if he plays 50 and he looks pretty good, but then they're like at the you know in the middle to bottom of that Western Conference then that's about expected probably out of them. But we got to see enough. We, we just got to see enough. And we haven't. And we, we have seen that the Pelicans have talent. I mean, they have Brandon Ingram. They have C.J. McCollum. They have Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, they have some guys. Uh, Trey Murphy isn't terrible. But I they this, this team evolves around – you're Zion Williamson. You're not building your future around Brandon Ingram. He's good, but he's not that good. Zion's, Zion can be special. He really can. And I know, Derek, you're, I know you like him, and I know you want to see him work. Uh, I, I want to see it, too. We just have to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we do, man. We, we just, we just got to see it uh, at some point. He's got to. He's got to, you know, at, at least play 60 games. I mean, that seems to be the the magic number for a lot of the superstar players, you know, with their days, you know, time playing days off and body maintenance days and all of that. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If, if you could get 60 games out of Zion at a level he was at, when he played what? What two years ago? All star a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they're better than Minnesota. I mean, they're they would be they'd be the fourth best team in the West, fifth best team in the West. They could almost be even as good as the Lakers. I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, when, when Zion is special, he is completely unguardable. He is like that Jokic enigma. Like you can't deal with him. He's too big on the block. You can't guard him in the post. You can't guard him when he's running at you at full speed of what his athletic ability can be. And if he ever could get some kind of a decent outside shot, he becomes that special Jokic generational talent player. But when we see this 50% of him or 35% of him and and you can't you only see glimpses of it, then you're at that tenth, eleventh best team in the West, and that's just what you're gonna be. He is that good that he could propel you between you and six to seven other teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean when 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 he was that one year, um I think they said when he was in the lineup they had the maybe second or third best record in the West, in the whole West. 
when when he was in the lineup. So they they do have that, and that was before that was before they made the trade for why do why does he the name the guard from Portland the other guard DJ McCollum McCollum yes so with him you add TJ McCollum to the mix and you got a you got a really good you have a really good roster but he has to he has yeah, to he, stay healthy he has to stay healthy and one guy I've completely given up on and I hope he has another bad season because I would love to write about him again, Derek. And who do you think that is? Uh, hold on. From Portland? No, no, not from Portland. You know who it is. Jay you know Jay it. Moran. Well, like I said on the Anthony Bennett uh, segment, uh, uh, he's on my radar. Sean Morant's on my radar this year. Is it Nurkic or whatever? You know, if Nurkic has a bad year, he will be mentioned, yes, but it's not Nurkic of the player that I want him to have a bad year so I can write about him again. That's the key word. Oh, again. Hold on, hold on, again. Hold on, hold on. It's very, it's very few players that are that are repeats of the Anthony Bennett All Star. So let me make sure I. Hmm. Uh, dude, watch. Well, as soon as I say, okay, who is he? I'm gonna be like, yeah. So who who is he? Ben Simmons. Yep. Where? Hold on. Where? Where is Ben Simmons? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a hilarious question. <laughs> that's that's why I want him to have another bad year. Uh, oh, Brooklyn. New Brooklyn. That's right. That's right. I forgot. He's in, he was in the James Harden deal. See, that's a shame but, when you forget where what team this dude is on because he really. Let me ask you this. Hope, Let me ask you this question about Ben Simmons. Before you ask the question, and the only reason why I hope he has another bad year is because he will be the second Anthony Bennett All-Star to be the number one worst player in the league three years in a row. So, yes, I'm rooting for Ben Simmons to be terrible. Go ahead, Derek. Okay. And for y'all Ben Simmons fans, uh, don't hate me after, after I ask this question. Um, it, does Ben Simmons has he figured out the NBA on how to earn a lot of money and not play in any games or this dude really <laughs> this dude really got he's as close to a prof- he's as close to a professional at it as you can get I mean because before it was uh, he was dealing with uh, mental health issues in in Philly, and I thought that was just a cop out for him to get out of Philly because he didn't want to be there after getting booed for uh for that playoff run he did. His so, sorry performance against the Hawks. Yeah. So uh, then 
he goes, you know, to Brooklyn, and I'm like, okay, this is, this would be a good fresh start for him. And then he, you know, what he played like ten games. Well, that's what it felt like. He might have played more than yeah, ten. I mean, but. He, he played a little bit during the stretch where Durant was still, of course, on that team. Um, and then right, right. He wasn't, but he wasn't Ben Simmons, right? Like he wasn't no, that no. Ben Simmons that you knew in Philly before he went back, and, right? Like that guy was a completely different player than what he is. And, and what is like, sad. Even in those games in Brooklyn, he just, he just wasn't the Ben Simmons that you're supposed to be. Yeah. And, and what is sad when they traded uh, Durant and then they traded Kyrie, I knew he wasn't playing the rest of that season. I knew it. I mean, some he's going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. And he's not going to be able to, he's not going to either be able to play or he's not going to want to play. So this dude has figured out how to make a lot of money in the NBA and not play. Yeah, I mean, he obviously uh, decided to uh, end this season because he had too many back – he had too much back pain. And yeah, but see, not here's a heavy the thing. Dude. How? He's not a heavyset dude, and, and, and there's nothing out there that he has nerve damage or big nerve issues in his back. Scotty so, Pippen. What is it? So what is it really, you know? Scotty Pippen had back pain. But Scotty Pippen had back issues because he played so physical and he took a ton of charges game after game after game after game. There was a good reason why Scotty Pippen had back issues at the end of his career. Ben Simmons don't play that style of basketball. So the 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 back injury was mysterious because before then he never had any back problems. It's, so, it's a it's a real mystery what's going on with him. You, I see glimpses of some videos of him hitting a three and then working out and running the floor real fast, and I'm just like I've seen this dog and pony show before. I got to see it on the floor, right? Like he, if, if he can come back with a vengeance, you know what? All hats off to him. He won't be on my list. He'll be off my radar. And he'll be, if he's good, terrific. But I don't have a shred of confidence about it. Like I maybe a 2% chance that I can be convinced that he can be off my list. Like I'm not going to single him out. If he, if he plays decent, even if he plays decent, I, I, he, he could be off my list because he plays a lot of games and he does okay enough, right? Like, he, he's, he, he would be off of consideration. But, you know, it, it, if he pulls the stuff that he's pulling, if he can't hit a jump shot, if he looks slow out there, if he doesn't look like that aggressive downhill runner to get to the rim like he used to be, I, then I don't I, I don't think he's fixable at, at that point. I don't think he's fixable at all. And once you quit on two situations, 
you might be able to quit on a third and then get a small contract. And then if you can outperform that, you might be back into like a better contract. If you can't outperform the smaller contract after your big one here that you're massively failing, I mean, what are you going to be out of the league? And he won't even be 30. Like it's, it's so weird to me. Like how many players work so hard throughout the off season to be so much better than they were even a year ago. Like it's, there's so many players that are going to outwork him that are going to play better. They're going to shoot better than him. They're going to be better teammates. And he, he could be out of the league real fast if he doesn't figure this out. And maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's just a professional. Like you say, Derek, like maybe he's just a professional at, I, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to show small glimpses and then I'm going to hurt my back. Even if I don't hurt my back, I'm just going to say I hurt my back. And my agents are going to, and my agents are going to tell me that I shouldn't be playing. I sh- I'll sit on the bench and be really pouty and don't look like I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's a crocker, it's a crocker, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just, you know, just asking that. I just think uh, what this dude has done since uh, coming into the league is is uh, historic. Uh, never seen, never seen somebody get paid so much money to not not play. And I, you know, we're in this we're in this era of. You know, mental mental awareness and all of that stuff. I get it, but uh, in sports, there's pressure uh, all the time. You have to perform. It takes a mental toll on you. Yes, it does. But that's part of being great. That's part of being successful in sports. Is being able to fight through that 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 battle that that mental you know keeping yourself level in the up and down times so if you can't if you can't do that then you're just not mentally equipped to play competitive sports it just i mean i i don't and and i don't like i don't like the fact that it's so easy for for people to use that as an excuse of why they're not doing well, like it, it's to me, I, there's some people that's got some serious issues, yes, but I think it's for a lot of other people, it's it's an excuse of why you just you're not successful, and I mean it's sports, man, it, it's a grind. It's a grind, you know. Only, only the best can can, you know, prepare themselves physically and and mentally for the grind. But if you're not doing well, I don't feel like you know you should just be like, well, I'm going through some, you know, mental health issues. Uh, you know, I I can show you some real real people with mental health issues. You're not one of those. You're making millions of dollars to play a sport. 
I so, I could show you plenty of them. You want to build it? You want to drive to downtown Portland? I could show you plenty of them. Don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> but but let, let, let me let me tell you. Like I could he have a good season? You know, I think it's just a small chance. I if if this season and next season we don't see him be really good for long stretches then I, I, I just give up. There's nothing else I, I can really say about him. I, I, it's over with for him. I, I, I really believe it. Like uh, he, He's not showing the care. The ta- you know, his talent is diminishing. And I, I just don't see how... I mean, the, the Clippers got Russell Westbrook at one year, $4 million. I mean... Obviously, he took a discount, of course, to play keeping with Paul George. But you know, he. I, I guess don't he know really. If I, I don't know if I would even sign Ben Simmons at one year, four million after at, at the end of his contract if he keeps up no. the way that he is. I would I, sign him for the veteran minimum. Yeah, and make he him would earn be it. taking up a roster spot at that point. A G League player could probably play better than him at that point, and that's. It's pathetic. It's a, you know, that whole entitlement thing, and pretty soon he's, he's going to entitle himself back to Australia, and no one's going to care about it ever again. Yeah. Yep, I, I agree. Sean Naylor, Sean Naylor has, has uh, stayed on for too long and not been able to talk about how bad the commanders were last Thursday, so <laughs> I, I, I will turn that over. To Sean Naylor, of course, and thank you, uh, Derek, for having me on, letting me be able to talk some NBA, give you a couple of laughs, some things to think about. Of course, uh, a few things that I'm going to go on record and say uh, that I already have in this segment, of course, like the Thunder are going to win 50 games this year at least. So uh, I appreciate it, uh, of course, as always. Hey, no problem, man. And, uh, you know, hope, hopefully we have a, a good NBA season. We have a lot to talk about. Hopefully we have some surprises and some good stories this season. And, uh, you know, for the most part, players, players can stay healthy that need to be healthy. So we'll be able to watch a, you know, good and competitive season from all, all the teams. Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, I can't wait to talk about which dumpster fire of the week is going to happen. So it'll be exciting <laughs> as well on that part of it. Uh, like, you know, John Morant flashing a, a gun in the strip club. Yeah, you know, you never know what's going to happen, I guess. No, you know, no, no, that's, the, that's the, the surprise factor right there. <laughs> yeah, surprise, yeah. All right, well, you guys take care. Thank you very much, and you guys have a great night. All right, brother. That was Nicholas Lane, Rat Pack Sports Show, NBA Insider, and uh, 